Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of The Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated? This is America Unplugged. We're definitely going to try to plow through some of the mainstream propaganda today. Do we have a show for you? So many topics, so little time. Um, but we're gonna try to we're gonna try to get them all done, and, and and maybe maybe we'll extend just a little bit. I don't know if Tone got something to do. Um, I do, but maybe we can we can pull off an extra fifteen minutes. What is going on, everybody? How are you doing, America Unplugged? Right here on Rockfin and AmericaUnplugged.com, twelve p.m. Eastern. You know the deal. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever the hell you are. I hope you're doing well. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. And I am here with the usual suspects, ladies and gentlemen. And what, uh, what uh, you know, esteemed company do I find myself with every every Saturday? My man, right here, Tony Arterburn, the Wise Wolf himself. Do your thing, sir. Say what's up to your people. Welcome to your show. Glad to be here, Billy. Always an honor to see you and Don. Um, and of course, I hosted Dave and I and had both of you on, so um, it, it made it even better program. Glad to be here. I had a lot of fun on the David Knight show on Friday with, with guard Goldsmith. What's up guard. How you doing? I, it was dope. I had a lot of fun. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that I was going to be able to make it, but I did. And, and it made my day to be honest with you. I had a lot of fun on that show and what's up to everybody uh, that was there. What's up to everybody that's here. We appreciate you. We're going to get to the chat soon today. And of course the legendary Don Jeffries, you see him. He's there. That's him in the flesh. And, uh, and he brings his chair with him. Everywhere he goes, ladies and gents. What's going on, Don? How you doing, buddy? Everywhere I go, yeah, yeah. It's great to be here. Great, it was great to be on David Knight as well. It's always an honor, and uh, you know, obviously, admire David Knight, admire his uh, his co-host, power weightlifting champion Tony Arterburn. So it was, uh, it's always <laughs> always an honor to be there. Right, right. Like t- Tony's arms are as big as my freaking head. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, okay, so let's get into it. There's so much to discuss, right? And um. I wanted to ask you guys a question, and I, I forgot about it in, in when we were talking before the show. But um, I, I'm I'm doing some things in in uh, in my real life, trying to prepare for for the future, right? Trying to prepare for for a career that I'm doing, and I'm sitting with some kids, and uh, and they don't know who the Beatles are, right? <laughs> and, and and we were playing this game called Anomia. It's it's a game that um, it's a word retrieval game, right? Um, and um, and the Beatles come up, right? It's all relevant uh, geographical and pop culture, things that people should know, mm-hmm. right? They don't know uh, the Beatles. They don't know uh, uh, basic songs of, of, of the Beatles. Now, and, and, and I got into a whole argument, but I, I want your thoughts on this and then we'll move on. Like I got into a whole argument with somebody about the relevance of the Beatles. And, and they were like, well, that's not relevant. That's not hip. That's not cool. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like this. There's it's completely different. There are there's music that is timeless, 
There is music that rises above the relevance. There, if we're talking about something in the '90s, like I don't know, uh, um, uh, I don't know, Tone Loke or or something, mention a band, Bush, maybe. I like Bush, but you know that goes away, right? And but but uh, there are bands and music that stand the test of time and that are timeless and that you need to know. Well, you don't need to know, but you should know to carry on a conversation. To show that you know um, that, that you're that you're um, have some knowledge in in all these areas, and 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 the Beatles are the greatest band ever. That's debatable, of course, but they are considered the most influential and the greatest band ever, right? And uh, the kids don't know not one song. I'm sure if I played some, they'd be like, "Oh, I know that," because you hear it everywhere. You hear it in commercials. You hear it whatever. It, it, do you guys agree with me? And if you disagree with me, that's fine. But I just got into a whole argument about this. And 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 I was telling them, these people, that the, the Beatles are something that people ought to know, that they should know, that they, they should know, hey, Jude, you know, I'm like, oh, I know that song, you know, or, or, or Revolution or, you know, In My Life. So these songs are staples of American culture and European culture at that. They, they, they should, they, we should have some knowledge in this. Am, am I off base, Tom? Well, probably they should. And I always had um, an aversion to the statement, well, this is before your time. I hear right. that a lot. People are like, well, it was before your time, so you really don't know about it. Well, you know, I, I study ancient history. <laughs> right, right. I study the past, past is prologue. It will be, but, you know, you look at something like if you went to the 1950s and randomly asked somebody off the street, hey, what do you think about what Beethoven? What are name some of the, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. You know, so some of his uh, work or, or Mozart or Chopin? You know, talk about that. They wouldn't really, I mean, most average people in, in the West would have a thought on that because they're you know concerned with the culture and music of their time right oh so i but i do agree with you and of course the beatles are tavistock's finest you know people ought to know <laughs> people yeah. ought to know about uh about that yeah. era and uh no I, I i find that i find that alarming and then maybe it's it's something that like the past didn't happen to a lot of the mm. newer generation because it's pre-internet right um, I don't know it's a mixed bag but i i do think that there's something strange about people saying well that was before your time because right. it, it doesn't make what, any sense we're supposed I, to I, I totally agree totally agree and the past didn't happen to these people not not only did it, did it not happen but the past doesn't matter is right. another thing you know that that that, that all of this lends itself to Don. What's up? I know you're a big music guy. What's going on? Absolutely, yeah. I'm a huge Beatles fan. In fact, Bob Wilson, my friend Bob Wilson, and I are putting we're we're just about done a, another book <laughs> uh, about the uh, Beatles and the whole Paul is dead thing. And we don't think Paul is dead, but uh, we and we we got a lot of celebrities to answer a bunch of questions about it, including uh, that's you know, so dope. John Provost, who played Timmy and Lassie, my buddy Sally Kirkland, my buddy uh, Susan Olsen from the Brady Bunch. Uh, he got two members of Wings. I got a guy from the Love and Spoonful. Oh. So uh, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a fun book. It's a fun book putting together. And how uh, come I didn't know about this? What is going uh, on? I, I need to be talked about it more. But yeah, it's it's we already had the publisher lined up, so it'll be coming out whenever we can uh, get the final uh, things on. Richard Searitt, uh, you know, lots of who's a big music guy as well. But so I'm a huge Beatles fan. I, and Tony mentioned Tavistock. And I get reminded all the time by, you know, 
I have a lot of extreme people follow me. So, you know, they don't think anything's real. They think so. They, you know, they hate it if I ever mentioned the Beatles. Oh my God, they're tab created by Tavis. And I guess, look, come on, don't ruin it for me. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not possible, but uh, uh, I, you know, the Beatles obviously are a huge part of uh, my life. And uh, they just, all you need to know about how significant the Beatles were in 1964, at one point they had the top five songs in the country of the top 100. They were one through five. <clears throat> that will never ever happen again. And I think when it had, mattered, when it yeah, mattered, right. it, it might happen again, Don. It it, it might have happened again. I, I, I'm not sure if it has, but but no. now the way the way music is is measured, it's through streams, yeah, it's and and and, yeah, and it's nonsense like that. So it it doesn't really uh, measure up to what was going on uh, in in the past, like with, with the Beatles. I'll right. tell you one more thing about the Beatles, and then we'll move on. I I met Paul McCartney. I'm here wow. in New York, right? Wow. And I, I see stars all the time. I don't care. I keep it moving, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, there's Michael Stipe from REM. There's uh, The Roots. I see the. I used to work right across the street from, from NBC. And I, I would see The Roots all the time. I'm like, oh, there's Questlove. What's up? Okay, well, I keep it moving. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me, right? Two times I've, I've actually said something. I saw John McEnroe in an elevator. And I was like, you're John McEnroe. And he was like, yes, I am. <laughs> and we shook hands. He kind of looked at me like I was crazy. But I saw Paul McCartney in the street. I'm walking down um, Central Park West, just walking down, minding my own freaking business. And this dude comes out of a limousine with a, a stunning looking lady, like an, like tall with the long legs, blonde hair down to her ass. I mean, it was just, just a beautiful woman. And I'm like, who's that? And then I'm like, wait a minute. That's Paul McCartney. And I'm like, holy crap. And I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm like, no, nah, that's Paul McCartney. I got to say something, right? <laughs> so I'm like, yo, Paul, what's up? He's like, what's up, mate? <laughs> I thought it was dope. And I'm like, Paul, can I get a pic? He's like, I don't do pictures, man. I'm like, I bet. No problem. Like, take it easy, Paul. He's like, take it easy. And he kept it moving. Tall dude, you know, but I had to say something to Paul McCartney because it's freaking Paul McCartney. You know, my kids know who Paul McCartney is. They should. They know who John Lennon is. Right. My 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 my, eld, my my smallest one, my 11 year old, he he knows Queen. He's a big fan of Queen. I didn't teach him this. He just knows it because it's all over the place. And this is what pe people should know. But anyway, I'll fall back back from my from my soapbox. Anyway, let's talk about current events. What is going on in the world today? Where do we begin? Do we want to start with Alex Jones? Do we want to start with the vaccine and all the problems that have coming out with that? Do we want to start with Steve Bannon admitting that the election was not stolen and that he didn't and, and that Trump actually freaking lost, which is what actually happened. Let's talk about that. We got all types of clips going on. Tone, I'm going to let you pick. What are we going? What are we doing first? Hey, man, let's knock the Bannon thing out. All right. Let's knock the Bannon thing out. OK, so so let me set it up here. So a clip has been released and I understand what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of people saying, where are these clips coming from? I understand that it lends itself to what Don Jeffrey says, that this is all a play. This is this is all scripted. Everybody has footage of everything all over the place. That being said, with uh, with um, with the January 6th thing and Nancy Pelosi getting filmed all over the place. Let's remember that uh, everyone knew what was going to happen on January 6th. That's why people went there. People were glued to their televisions because they knew something was going down. So if I had uh, a media company at the time, I'd try to document everything that I could do, you know, because it's, it was just it was going to be a moment. Everybody knew it regardless. Steve Bannon. There's a clip that's been leaked 
of this uh, massive uh, piece of crap uh, chaos magician. Um, literally saying, and, and this isn't, you know, you can, chaos magician, go read up on, on Steve Bannon and what he believes and what he does. Go, go read it. Um, anyway, he is, and I don't know if you've seen this, Don, but, but, but he's out here saying uh, that regardless of whether Trump was winning or losing on election day, and especially if he was losing, especially if he was losing, Trump was going to say that he won. Now, this has been uh, uh, Roger Stone had said this in the past, but I you know, you know how I feel about Roger Stone. I really don't put a lot of emphasis in anything he says. But um, uh, Steve Bannon is now saying and this is one of, of Trump's uh, chief advisors at the time. And he's like, we're going to say that we won. It doesn't matter if we if we won or not, especially if we're losing, if we wake up and, and we're losing. We won. You lost. That's the end of it. That was the strategy. These people have been lying to us since the beginning. Trump uh, started with the lie and and uh, Bannon and Roger Stone uh, helped uh, mold the lie and pr- and push the lie forward. Th- these uh, these people have been lying to us. So now my issue is with the alternative media. So many people out there putting out that the election was a fraud, that the election was a hoax and, and, and that um, that uh, Trump actually won. We know that elections are rigged, but did Trump actually win this election? Do we have any proof of it? No, but regardless, people continue to push that, right? Now we have this video of Steve Bannon saying what he said. Do you think anybody's fucking playing it? Do you think anybody's is taking it back? Maybe, maybe we, maybe we were wrong. Think anybody's saying that? No, they continue to capitalize on this because they want people to listen and they know people are invested in this narrative. So they want people to listen. They want people's money. They want to have fame. That's the end of it. That's the bottom line. In my opinion, this video puts the tombstone on the whole Trump won the election thing. It's over. There is no debate. In my opinion, tell me if I'm wrong, guys. Let's play the video and then you guys can 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 talk about it. And what Trump's going to do is just declare victory, right? He's going to declare victory. But that doesn't mean he's the winner. He's just going to say he's the winner. The Democrats, more of our people vote early that count. Theirs voted mail. And so they're going to have a natural disadvantage, and Trump's going to take advantage of That's our strategy. He's going to declare himself a winner. So when you wake up Wednesday morning, it's going to be a firestorm. Pause it, Tony. That's our strategy. Where he's going to declare himself the winner. What more do we need here? Go ahead, Tony. Continue. The media crazy. The courts are crazy. And Trump's gonna be sitting there mocking, tweeting shit out. You lose. <laughs> I'm the winner. I'm the king. And he'll be all over. He'll be. He'll be going. Where's Hunter? Is Hunter on a crack pipe? I mean, no. He'll be because then it doesn't matter. Remember. Here's the thing. After that, Trump never has to go to a voter again. Look he's at that. The IRA, the FBI, the race, and father. He's going to say, fuck you. How about that? Because he's never going to, he's, he's done his last election. Oh, he's going to be off the chain. He's going to be crazy. Also, also if, Trump is, if Trump is losing by 10 or 11 o'clock at night, it's going to be even crazier. Pause it. If Trump, thank you, Tony. If Trump is losing by 10 or 11 o'clock at night, it's going to be crazy. I thought Trump was going to win by a landslide. Why, why would Trump be losing? Why, why would Trump be losing? I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Go ahead, Tom. No, because no, he's going to sit right there and say they stole it. I'm, yeah. going to the court, uh, Agree. I'm addressing the attorney general. 
to shut down all ballot places in all 50 states. It's going to be no. He's not going out easy. Trump, if Biden's winning, Trump is going to do some crazy shit. That's it. If Trump is winning, Trump is going to, if Biden is winning, Trump is going to do some crazy shit. He is going to say that he is winning. He's going to claim a victory. What more do we need here? We don't have any proof of, of anything else. We don't, we, we really don't. I mean, you, you guys can continue to say that we do, but we really don't. But here we have, and by you guys, I mean the audience. And, 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 and uh, here we have Steve Bannon saying this. Now, I, I think it's over. I don't think there's any reason to debate about this anymore. You know, that, that, that's just me. Tony, what do you think about this? Well, I don't think that any national election is valid. Mm-hmm. I know that because of the electronic voting. I know that because I read Hidden History. I mean, with the vote scam and things that Don's written about, and this has been going on for decades. I don't believe in the national elections anymore, and I've arrived at at that place because of research. But this whole thing, and with Bannon, and you're exactly right. I think you hit on this really early. These are these people are con artists. These people are a division, um, and I I see a a narrative creators that, uh, that profit and grift off of this. And it's like, am I going to be forced to decide whether I like Jared from subway or Jeffrey Epstein better? That's what I'm looking at. (laughs) Why don't you like Jared from subway? Why don't you, why why are you, you know, and so that I I don't like either one. I don't like a pox on both of their houses, but I don't believe in the elections either. I think we need a complete top-down election reform. No more electronic voting. I think we need to have a, a, a system where people can and, and ballot watchers. That all needs to come back. Poll watchers, whatever you want to call them. We need to have you know the on a local level. You need to have a giant glass box like Jim Mars talked about, where people drop in a single ballot and you can see it go in there, and then it gets counted by poll watchers. On a, and we need to have more and more voting. No more early voting. It needs to be on a single day. And no, the mail-in's got to go away. All that's it's got to be in person with your ID. That's the only way to get the voting back. But all of this other stuff, the mail and, and ballot harvesting and the things that they're doing and the electronic voting, there's just no way to ever know. But I do know that from things that you brought up and, and what we've learned over the last few years, uh, you know, even Roger Stone said, we're going to raise so much money with Stop the Steal. It's going to be like falling off a log. Steve Bannon is a, is a, is a strange figure. You know, he's the one that talked to Michael Wolf in the White House. Uh, he got fired because he, well, I guess, Trump let him go in so many ways because he was uh, saying that he was going to run for president. You, you remember this, right? Like he was, he thought he was going to be the uh, the recipient of that nationalist movement. And he, he said that, uh, that Donald Trump Jr. committed treason, I think. And that, at least that was the way that the, the Michael Wolff book came out. And I don't think he ever denied that. I don't know if the, what recordings Michael Wolff had of him, but that book, that book send, send me a link to that book. It too. was called right. fire and fury. Right. And that, that was what got uh, Bannon ejected from the, he was on the, he was in the Trump white house for the first year, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, I, and that's when Trump started calling him sloppy Steve and all this yeah. stuff. But then, yeah. then, but then Bannon came around back into his orbit. Right. It's a really strange thing to watch. And so I, I don't trust any of these guys. No, I, I think you're right in a lot of ways. Like, I, I don't vote. I abstain from the process because I don't believe that uh, it's on the up and up. I don't. Um, but I have shifted my perspective. I, I used to believe that they used to get picked and, and, and 
And to some degree, I still believe that, but I just don't believe that there's a singular, Tony, you're going to be the president of the United States. And that's it. I don't believe that anymore. I, I don't subscribe to that. I think if if you are nominated by one of the two major parties, you're already owned, right? And and, if, and since you're already owned, why do they need to rig it? They just let the people choose. And it doesn't really matter at that point because uh, you give the people the illusion of choice and the people think they're invested into the process, but we're still shopping at the same store. We're still buying the same products. We're just buying a white shirt from Arrow Postal instead of a black shirt from Arrow Postal. That's the way I look at it right now. Um, so my, my view is, is evolving on this every day. But um, I will tell you this. Um, if this is the case and it was Trump versus uh, Biden, listen to what Bannon had to say. That was the strategy. If Trump was going to win by a landslide, why do they have to come up with this strategy and say, when Trump is losing, we're going to say that we won? It's a problem here, in my opinion. By the way, it didn't work. None of the thing, the the fantasy inside of this this whole scenario that was Bannon's, it didn't work. I mean, and I don't think the Trump... I mean, it was a, it was a money raising operation after that. There was no fight. In Stop the Steal, there's no evidence of, of any fight whatsoever. Right. Uh, they, they, you know, the first eight thousand dollars you gave to stop the steal went to Trump and the RNC. That's just right. documented facts. A quarter of a billion dollars. It didn't go to lawyers. And it certainly right. didn't go to the January six people. But we've gone over this a bunch of times and people already know it. Right. But I think you're going to see more. I mean, I guess in the future, you will see more of this this type of audio drop, I believe. And then, they, uh, yeah, because yeah. It, because it, the grift required a strategy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. What's up, uh, Don? What, what do you have to say about all this? Well, as, as I, I don't know if you were Tony mentioned earlier, but as you might suspect, I, I think this does really, um, you know, <laughs> uh, if bolster my belief that I had that this is all that these people are all actors for the most right. part. Uh, Bannon, I don't really know what to make of Bannon because uh, I, obviously these he does seem like a grifter, and I I was actually familiar. Mother Jones, I think, published this. Uh, and it's been I don't know weeks. I I because I, I heard about it then, and I thought, well, you know, that's that's. Bannon does seem to say these things. And of course, we'll talk about Roger Schoen, who seems to do the same thing behind the scenes, uh, where it kind of makes it seem as if uh, they don't really believe what they're saying. And, you know, why would why would that be? I mean, everybody, I guess, is different in, in, in private. But uh, I think the reason I continue to come down so much, uh, I'm certainly not on Trump's side, but Trump symbolically, like Alex Jones, who we'll talk about as well, uh, Trump still has many, many millions of people who support him. And, uh, you know, if you watched my show last week uh, with Ashley Babbitt's mother, she still supports Trump. Her daughter died in that. And and there's, he he has so many good people still supporting him. So my, my, my concern is by, um, by attacking Trump much as by sort of, it, it ends up that the, his supporters who almost all of them are good intentioned, uh, the people that came to January came to January 6th, they, like Ashley Babbitt, came from San Diego and lost her life for no reason. Uh, they they came because they were loyal to him, and they thought he represented what they still remembered his campaign rhetoric, which you know I remember from 2016. It was revolution. That's what built what I call the Trumpenstein project, mm-hmm. and I think that's where you see, and that's why the other side 
is at this point you're beating a dead horse with Trumps. He's he's playing golf at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know if they'll eventually, you know, what'll happen if he actually testifies for the January 6th committee. That might be one thing I'll actually watch because it'll undeniably <laughs> be entertaining. The world is going to watch. Yeah, right. I mean, that'll undeniably be, so maybe, so, you know, they need ratings or something, but uh, it'll undeniably be entertaining. But I'd be shocked if he doesn't do what he typically does and throw everybody under the bus or something. He, I, I don't think he's going to sound like he sounded in that letter where, you know, you can't do this because he, he just never does. And I think that's part of the Trumpenstein project. So I, I really don't know what to say, but other, other than, you know, I think we need to look at all these people, how many of them are sincere, how many of them are playing a part. And in Bannon's case, I, you know, the war room, he's the one that gives my friend Naomi Wolf. She's on there all the time. And he's the only one that gives her the biggest platform she has to talk about vaccines and things like that. So I, I, I really don't know what to make. Any, and, you know, Roger Stone, you know, he he contacted me and told me how much he loved Hidden History and ended up writing the forward for it. So I, I don't know. I, but then you, then you see the things they say behind the scenes. I, I have a hard time figuring out any of it. I just know that uh, in the end, what happens is that the people lose always. And uh, this, unfortunately, because of Trump, you'll probably never see and you won't see it from Trump himself. If Trump does somehow run and become the nominee in 2020, you're not going to hear any of the, the, the revolutionary rhetoric he, rhetoric he had in 2016 because he, 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 I mean, 2024, he didn't yeah. even do that in 2020 because what, what was he going to run on? He was there four years and he did nothing. So he was, I forget what he was even talking about. I think he was just bragging about the size of his rallies or something. And then he started talking about the, the vote. But even then he didn't concentrate. He didn't talk about, and I, I believe they purposely left a lot of things out there for the, because Trump had so many millions of people to make, because you know, you know what I believe, as Tony mentioned, I, I think the, the the elections have been rigged, pretty much all of them since 1876 when they robbed uh, uh, Samuel Tilden. You know, the, good old Samuel Tilden would have been a, been a good president from what everything I've read. Uh, landslide Lyndon Johnson. You know, in the 19, I mean, that's on the record. His aides talked about he invented voting, the dead voting. You know, he he walked through cemeteries with his people said, "Take those names down." They got as much right to vote as, as you do. That's, that's right. They're American citizens. Then yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's been that's pretty much been the belief, I think, <laughs> with a lot of politicians ever since then. So but when they, when you saw these things of I mean, I don't know, maybe ballots do get delivered in the middle of the night all the time, like that was happening. And they, if you saw that video uh, where they had the uh, I forget. It might have been Pennsylvania. I can't remember. But uh, one of the places where they had a video like from security camera with a woman in charge was saying, okay, let's knock off the night. We don't need to do anything else. And all the people left except I think two other people. And then they continued to film and they went over and got this box out that was hidden under a table and started counting votes again. So I don't know what that means, but it doesn't seem like it's right. The, the, the vote that where they were covering the windows, see, I think maybe they do this all the time. And it's just because there was no Trump in there before that had these big people. I mean, were people going to get riled up if they, you know, liked Bob Dole or something or one of these horrible candidates that are usually nominated? No. So I think that's why I think they wanted this out there because again, they, it's just like they plant, you know, the magic bullet in JFK and they make sure it's pristine. So, you know, everybody can see how ridiculous it is or, or the, the, the passport from the Muhammad Atta, you know, floating down on the, on the rubble for mine 11. They lead these calling cards. I think the what they showed, the 2,000 mules, somebody's mentioned that in the chat room here, all those things. I don't even really understand, but it, it looks like it's not you know kosher. Something's not right there. But, but, but again, I think it probably always happens. But what, what, what I'm concerned about is that 
the people that were riled up by Trump, that were uh, taken and still continue to be loyal to him, I'm afraid that all dissent in this country is going to die if Trump, you know, is prevented from running or something. Because that, that seems to be the only thing they're concerned about. They'll rally behind him. But they won't like, you know, Mar-a-Lago. I mean, the FBI has been, we talked about this before, the FBI and police have been doing no-knock SWAT raids for decades. And conservatives have been cheering it on. Yeah, you kick down the wrong door. That's okay. I thought you were growing, growing drugs. Shoot your kids. Shoot your dog. Uh, it's okay. It's the wrong address. But, you know, we're not, we're not going to pay for any damages. Sorry. You know, that's what we do. But when they did it to Trump, man, hey, let's abolish the FBI, which I, I'm right there with you, right on. <laughs> But, uh, you know, but that's gone away. So it, it's it's a very complex thing because Trump is tied in with a lot of good people. And he's tied in with most of the people that are awake in this country. Most of the people that are awake in this country either did support Trump and probably more did support him and don't any longer. But there's still millions out there, including some of the people sitting in prison, political prisoners from January 6th. They've, I, I've talked to uh a couple of people that said, yeah, a lot of those people in there still support him. I don't know how that's possible, but that's, so that's where we're left at. So it's, it's hard for me to do it because I don't want to, to me, those people represent our only hope because if you're looking at the other side, they're, they're completely sound asleep. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're not, I mean, they're, they're supporting the intelligence agents. They, they want world war three. They actually are talking about nuclear strikes. So how do, they don't believe in free speech. So that's my problem. I still concentrate on that side. And I try to, <clears throat> when people uh, still say they're loyal to him, I just kind of, I kind of sidestep it because I don't want to cult of personality. Chris Buchan said exactly what it is. It's a cult of personality. And that may be the only thing Americans will, can, uh, you know, can, can respond to. It would be interesting to see if DeSantis does end up beating out Trump and becomes a personality. I don't think DeSantis will draw that cult of personality. And I don't think his rhetoric will be interested to see. I don't think his rhetoric would be like Trump's was in 2016, but I don't know. So it's a complex issue, you know, and obviously it it's not easy being a Trump agnostic uh, at this point. That's for sure. It, it's definitely a complex issue. The only thing I will say to that, I think you made a lot of good points done. The only thing I will say is that I, I don't believe anybody's awake. I don't believe the people that support Donald Trump are awake. I don't believe the people that don't support Donald Trump, Trump are awake. You know, to, 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 and, 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 and that includes us. Uh, I, I think we're all asleep. We're just sleeping in different beds and in different rooms. And, 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 and they let us think that we're awake. How could you be awake when you're buying into the left right paradigm? How can, how could you be awake when you're lending your support to a con artist? Think about that. This guy, like Tony, like Tony mentioned before, $250 million is dude pocketed. You know, from you, how, how how is that being awake? It sounds like you're being taken advantage of and conned to me, you know, and and all of us are under some heavy mind control, you know. So I I, I don't I don't subscribe to 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 the awake part of it. And when with two thousand mules, let's talk about that. Somebody posted that in the chat, you yeah. know, and, and and really quickly, um, this guy made ten million dollars the first week, Dinesh D'Souza, yeah. from yeah. from this documentary, ten million bucks. Did anybody go to jail? Did anybody? They, they had they had footage of people violating federal law. Did anybody go to jail? Did anything change? There's a part two coming out though, where he's gonna reveal more stuff. You know, because they had they had uh, uh, cameras that weren't working at the time, according to him, and that's why they didn't get all these mules going from 
one uh, box to another box. You know, um, th th there's no footage of that, even though that's the premise of the freaking documentary. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, there's no footage of it because, you know, like like uh, what happened to Princess Diana and the Pentagon, you know, the, the cameras just stop working. Seven, seven bombings, no cameras, you know. So that's the same thing that happened here. The cameras yeah. just stopped working and they couldn't prove their point. But it will be there in part two for another 10 mil if you're yeah. if you're up for it. All right, guys. Well, um, well, well, just real quick, too. What the yeah. Republicans are still talking about the midterm elections. And again, I pointed out many times, nothing, whatever fraud happened in 2020, nothing changed. There mm. were no, there was nothing to prevent if if the, the mail in ballots and all that stuff. This so, is true, right? So I don't know why why are they trusting in the twenty in the midterm elections? I don't. I don't <laughs> well, you the know, same if, people if, are running the elections. If they win, if the Republicans win, there's yes. no fraud. Right. There's exactly. no fraud goes away. I, I was telling Tony yeah. the other day. I'm like, yeah. if you, you want to yeah. do away with with election fraud and voting fraud, just have the Republicans win every year, and it's over. <laughs> it's done. So if if the Republicans win here, there's not you're not going to hear anybody yelling election fraud. You're not going to hear it. You know, well, maybe now on the Democrat side, maybe they start yeah. doing it too. I, th I, th I think you will. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's you very will. possible. Nancy yeah. Pelosi comes out and says, "Harry, everything is rigged." Let, let, let's yes. see. Let's yeah. see. We, 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 we're, we're done. We're, we're done. Okay, but both sides, it, it sucks. Okay, um, what do you guys want to talk about next? We got Alex. We got the vaccines. We got. Yeah, we could do Roger Stone uh, on another time. He, it's just a clip, a clip of him saying that Ivanka is uh is an abortionist bitch that's what he said yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. can go look it up he he said he was pissed he said that jared kushner had an I, I, iq of 70 and then he said that if if they brought 500 bodyguards he would bring 5,000. Yeah. where does roger stone have the money for 5,000 security guards yeah. it's because you're donating to the roger stone defense fund just saying he really doesn't have this money but he's saying it this is what he says anyway regardless what do you guys want to do we got the vaccines. We got the police state uh, that, that what's going on in China. And, and of course, Alex Jones getting hit with a billion, a billion dollars, ladies and gents. I up, chose Jones? Pfizer. Pfizer. So let's Brought talk about it, buddy. Pfizer. Go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> well, this is the story on technocracy.news. I talked about it yesterday on the David Knight show, but the Pfizer execs admits that they did not know that the shops, that the shots would stop transmission. They they knew because they didn't do the research. And then we have a clip of that, that it did not stop transmission wow. of COVID-1984, even though that was the, all of the push and everything coming from our ruling class and the media Incredible. that we had, this was something we had to mandate it, even though there wasn't a mandate, right? The corporations right. got in line. You want me to play the, this yeah, is, um, it's a, it's a member of parliament, a Dutch member yeah. of parliament, yeah. Rob Roos. And uh, he's questioning one of the Pfizer execs. And I just think this is one of the most important stories out of the last six months. Yes, I agree. Right. Uh, Go ahead. I'll play the audio for you. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. Wow. Everything at risk. Right. So so if you if you go look it up and you find the fact check on this, right, they were like, no, 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 no. Because I, I saw this on Instagram and there's a fact a fact check right below it. And they're like, no, 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 this is bull crap. This is not this is taken out of context. So I clicked on the fact check to see what they would say. And they were like, this is not the way science works. All right. I'm not a scientist, but I know what I was told. Right. You take the vaccine in order to not uh, uh, get uh, in, in order to not infect other people. Right. That was the whole thing of the vaccine passport. That was the whole thing of being able to go to work or being able to go to restaurants. If you have the vaccine, you're good. Right. And if you don't have the vaccine, you're not good. So if they didn't prove if they didn't even check for or care about transmission, why do I have to take the vaccine to go to a restaurant? Why did I have to take the vaccine to go to a movie theater or a gym? Why did so many people lose their jobs over this? Why? If the whole the, the whole premise behind it was not to infect other people, right? Am I, am, did, did, did I, am I making this up? Is it a Mandela effect? I don't understand. What's up, Tom? Well, there was the succession of events was we have this miracle and you take it and you can't get this thing anymore, nor can you transmit it to anyone. And then right. it went to, well, the efficacy is not what we thought it might have been. It's a little bit of complication. So you get it. So you don't have a worse reaction and we don't uh, overwhelm the hospitals. Then it went to just do what we say. And then it went to because Satan needs it. And then it keeps going <laughs> because we have to have it. And it's a cult, right? It just kept going. It started with some really high science. I remember I was hosting InfoWars and David Knight show, and I was reading live on air, like it, when the, um, they had the battle of the efficacy. You guys, we had to remember this because it was first, it was Moderna. And 92%, and finally, the it was the Russians with their Sputnik vaccine that topped it off within the same like 24 hour news cycle. And it was like, and we have 98%. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like, okay, this is just, and no one knows, right? And right. The, the, the whole thing was, it was just a con. The entire thing was a con. Even the scarf lady, Burks. Uh, you know, one of the two smart people that, that Trump trusted to lock the entire mm -hmm. nation down. Um, <laughs> we didn't really know either. We were just kind of hoping, but they didn't say that. They said, if you get it, then it stops everything. But again, this is not, we, we've covered this a million times, but this is not a, what you would consider a vaccine. And they even changed the definition of vaccine. Um, by the way, we're gonna have to delete this whole entire episode off. Of yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they changed the definition. Do it while you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Webster's changed the damn definition of for, for this thing. Right, right. No, no, no. You're, you're absolutely right, man. And and even if right as the efficacy came down, right, and and as as they it started being revealed that um, the vaccine wasn't effective because even Pfizer came out and said, yeah, this this doesn't it, it doesn't work for Omicron at all. At all, you know, <laughs> he said this, you know, the, the, the CEO of Pfizer, not not us. Right. But they still pushed get it, and they still had the mandates. So the mandates were based on not. Oh, you're not going to die. You know, you yeah. get it, but you're not going to die. The, the mandates were based on you interacting with other people and not getting them and not being contagious and not spreading the virus. That's what the mandates were based on. I don't need science to tell me that because I lived through it. So they lied to us and they made us take these vaccines on what premise on a complete and total lie. It's not on a solid basis on quicksand. And now it's 
going down. Well, for those who have eyes to, to see and ears to hear, because otherwise people don't give a damn. What's up, Don Jeffries? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, we, we should be, be at this point in the middle of the biggest I told you so in the history of the world. Because uh, the so-called conspiracy theorists were so right about all of this, more right even than I think some of us dreamed, yeah. how ridiculous this, all, this whole thing is. I call it the greatest psyop in the history of the world. I'm writing a book on the pandemic now. I'm deep into it. I uh, should be done with it pretty soon. And there are new things like this come out every day. They're admitting everything they told you was a lie. Judicial Watch has got a bunch of documents for, for, from uh, you know HHS and all kinds of just talking about the the entertainment world, how they were co-opted to begin with. And, you know, the black, black doctors specifically were told to lie about it. And uh, so many things, social media, they got people on TikTok and Instagram uh, to try and paid them off to try to get people to take the vaccine. It's just unbelievable. I mean, why do you, why would you need so much, you know, why would you need this kind of campaign? I mean, why, what was so important about it? You know, if they put even one billionth of this into curing cancer or something, I guess, imagine but uh, th th this is a joke. And yeah, if, if the if they're now admitting, well, you know, we didn't I mean, we already know they didn't try it. They, 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 the FDA has approved these vaccines for kids, which is un despicable because they're, they've, they're under no threat of whatever the hell this is. Anyhow, kids right. are under no threat of that. And it's caused irreparable heart damage in so many of them. And they admit they didn't test it. Just like for remdesivir, the, the drug that killed my brother, and who knows how many thousands or millions of other people in hospitals, uh, they they admit that uh, fifty percent of the lab animals died when they were testing it. Some of these things are not even testing. This is this is the biggest crime ever perpetrated on humanity. It's and it's the biggest cover up as well. But they're so vested in it, they're, they're never going to. We can't say I told you so because there's they. It doesn't matter what information comes out. I mean, you know, when you when you have Joe Biden on there saying if you get the vaccine last year or whatever, you're not going to get COVID. And then he gets COVID like 10 times in one month or whatever, <laughs> even though he's boosted. And, and nobody bats an eye. I mean, Fauci, you know, doesn't do any good to wear a mask. And then you a double mask, wear goggles. I mean, and then we find out in a tell-all book that's out now by somebody that worked with him in the White House that uh, behind the scenes, he was laughing at people at his stupid, he, and including his dumbest rule, which I, I you remember, I ridiculed at the beginning. You're walking in a restaurant. You have to wear a mask. But as soon as you get to your yeah. table, you can take it off. Right. I mean, that was anybody could buy that. And I used to try to tell people and it didn't matter. They were buying anything. Yeah. Fauci was really excited about that one. He was very entertained by that. Yeah, they go to, My, yeah, they go to, they go to the table and then they take their mask off. Wow. I mean, so this is the people. So we, we should be able to tell. But you're seeing what's happening, even though even though all this stuff is coming out. The same time, I mean, I don't know. This book's never going to be done because it, every news there's breaking news every day about something <laughs> else. But now they're, they're I mean, you, you're still the same absurd surges and strains that are appearing. Expect another sur. I mean, they they won't stop the fear porn. They will not stop it. And uh, so we need to get more. And, and uh, I think it was Pfizer, one of them, because of all the heart damage in children. And you should see the comical excuses they're doing. They're actually have put out stories. And one story is all the athletes that have dropped dead on, on, on playing fields. Right. They put these all mainstream media. They put out a story that said, well, it could be the referee's whistles. that's triggering heart attacks. There's another one that comes out there. So kids are dying from video, getting heart attacks from video games because of the stimulation that's doing it to kids. Uh, this, this, this is what they're, this is their evidence. This is the science. When we're asking what happened. So, uh, you know, obviously our side has all the facts and all the real science. 
always have. The other side is is clinging to superstition that you know I, I think the people in Salem when they were burning witches at the stake, I I I think they were probably more rational than what we're seeing around here today. But this is just it's just criminal. And I, I at some point I wish more people in the public eye would have uh, would have uh, you know the guts. But you know all the celebrities, the only people, and again I'll say it again when I said many times uh, the the uh, the black celebrities were way better on this. The rappers. And uh, what was the one uh, that never backed down? The singer, uh, I can't remember her name, uh, but but she she was very good. She she talked about like uh, her cousin's testicles swelled up or something. From ever uh, what was her name? Uh, Nicki she, Minaj. Nicki Minaj, yeah. Right. And she she never backed down. She right. never backed down, and she just kept. And there's a couple of the other rappers have as well. And uh, but outside of that, you've got you've got Rob Schneider. I'll give him credit. Rob Schneider's been good on it. And you got Eric Clapton and uh, Van Morrison in the music world, but the rest of them bought onto it. And I don't know how much they received from HHS or anybody else for it, but it's despicable because they're, if my friend Jeff Rents and other people are right, uh, you know, they believe everybody that got the vaccine is going to die within five years or something. Now, I, I certainly hope that's not true because that means I'll lose everybody in my family except for my kids, thank God. But uh, that, that's, I mean, if anything close to that happens, I don't know how they can continue to ignore it. But my, my, I suspect because they're so vested in this, they're still just going to attribute it and still blame it to, uh, on us. They'll never ever blame the vaccine. Yeah, no, um, I can reasonably say that Jeff Rents is wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I don't think people are going to die in in you know in in five years, but there are going to be consequences, and people are going to pass away, unfortunately, and people are going to get sick. You know, and, and and with more years to go to go down, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, uh, some of these effects are going to be visible. I think I, I think we're going to yeah. see that for sure. Um, Vince Agnelli is in the chat and people are requesting that we have him on America. On yes, Vince, my buddy has yes. to happen. <laughs> yes, What's yes. up, Vince? How you doing? So we'll, 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 bring, we'll bring him on unplug. That will happen. We're going to get to the rest of the chat before we get up out of here. Tone, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this uh, to add. But if not, let's move on to Alex. Just I do want to talk thing. about Alex. Go ahead. I just one thing. A lot of people throughout history have studied the ancient texts, the Bible, revelations to, to see a sign when you would you know, know the end of the world is coming or it's near. And for me, it was just the fact that people had to put on their mask to walk to their table. And then they would take it off and they, you know, they, there was no COVID. I thought, wow, that is... <laughs> That to me signals that it's the end of time. People, when we when we've just uh, signed off on that kind of irrational behavior, and it was on mass, I'm like, I don't know if there's a future here. That was that was the sign for me. Yeah. Did I ever tell? I got I got to tell you the story. Um, I think I might have told you guys. I don't know if I said it on air, but if, when at the height of COVID, the, the like when it was popping off that summer, uh, we went to Florida. And oh my God, we, we got so much crap from people. They were like, why are you going to Florida? It's a hot spot. You're going to die, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, we're good. Don't worry about it. We're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> so we get down there and we go to Universal Studios and we go to Volcano Bay, which is dope. Go to Volcano Bay. It's fucking, it's fun. Anyway, so we're there. It's a water park, wide open, everything, right? You're outside. I go into one of these uh, food places. It's like a restaurant. It's outside. It's a hut, but it's open, completely, totally open. There are no walls, right? I get to the um, to the the maitre d or whatever, the the, the hostess, 
And I'm like, yeah, we we we, we want to sit down with like a table, right? And she's like, oh, um, you have to wear a mask. And I'm like, but we're outside. And she's like, yeah, but you have to wear a mask to get in. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You do realize this, right? And then I realized that it's not, it's not her fault, right? No. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Let me let it go. And and she, we didn't have masks, so she hands us some masks, right? We put on a mask. We go forward. We sit down. You can take your mask off now. So we took off our mask. And I'm like, you know how ridiculous this is, right? You know, <laughs> you know how ridiculous this looks. And even my wife was like, I, I don't understand this. I, I, I don't get it. And it was wide open. Like it wasn't even in, in an enclosure, right? That was the, 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 um, the narrative that you would get it in, in inside. You can get it more than outside. So you're outside here in New York, everybody moved their operations outside. It was actually pretty cool in the summer. It looked really nice. Um, and it stayed. So people are making more money now, but, but it doesn't make any sense to wear a mask while you're outside. And then when you're walking to the, to your table, you wear the mask, you take it off while you're at your table. And I have more stories like this, but in the interest of time, I won't tell them. I'll tell I'll tell one every week until I run out. Anyway, but yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. So, Tone, Alex Jones, you got to talk. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I was bringing up the story. Well, there's several clips. So one of the the stories and the links I found was on Natural News. Just to you know, if anybody wants to go read the story, it's the Sandy mm-hmm. Hook hits Alex Jones with a nearly one billion dollar fine. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, I don't I don't understand this. And I, and I, you guys know I'm not a fan of Alex Jones. I don't get it. One billion dollars? Like you know this is never going to get paid. He, he doesn't have that. Even if they, they they take away everything he has, he doesn't have a billion dollars, not even close. No. So what are they trying to do here? They're trying to prove a point. And before this, before we went on air, Don mentioned that people hate Alex Jones more than they hate Donald Trump and I think he's absolutely because there's no sympathy for the guy. And you know what? No, I I feel bad. I do. I I I genuinely feel bad for what's going on with Alex Jones. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. What did he really do? Did he even profit off of the Sandy Hook uh, 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 massacre? I don't think he did. I don't think you can reasonably prove that he directly profited from that. You can't prove that in a court of law. So what's going on here? Why are they hitting him with a billion dollars? That I don't understand. Go ahead, Tom. Well, this is a systematic uh, attack on free speech, nonlinear warfare. It's how they start. I mean, they're not going to say we need to get rid of the First Amendment. Well, they just make it to where you can't profit off of anything that you right. do if you decide that you run your business off free speech. And again, you know, Don and I were talking about this yesterday. Uh, what about the Boston bombing? I mean, Charlie Robinson's book, The Octopus of Global Control, I mean, it's just so evident that there's something wrong with that whole thing. Nobody ever got sued for saying that that was a false flag staged event, right? What is it about this that's such dynamite? There's something to this, right? There's something in there. I don't know. I have questions. I Again, you know, we in an alternative media, we have to be able to ask questions or this whole thing is over. And that's what they, that's what they're attacking. Right. You follow the narrative. You can only go into this box. If you go outside of this line, then you're going to get crushed. And so I look at some, you know, Infowars and Alex Jones, and obviously, uh, you know, I've hosted over there and I know I have good friends and, you know, Owen Schroer is my friend and Harrison Smith and other people. Uh, I don't want anything to happen to them. I think they should have their right to, to exist and to do what they do and to have their audience and all the stuff that that's again, but there's left-wing people that I would say the same thing about, or there's, 
you know, people that I don't even agree with at all mm -hmm. uh, that I would say the same thing. Because free speech, if you take that away, if you do, if you will, if we allow this as a country, as a society, and you have these same kind of judges over and over. I mean, if you want to, yeah. if and Don and I were talking about this, I mean, these are the kind of people that, that in the legal system that would have you liquidated in a communist society. If anybody wants to know, how did that happen? How did how was Stalin able to liquidate 20, 30 million people and put them in the Gulag archipelago? Well, that's pretty easy. You get these kind of people and they just say, we're, we're right and you're wrong and there is no in between and you're a danger to us. Your, your very existence or your speech are questioning something. But there's something also here. I want to know what are the what are the damages? What did he do? Right. right and that right. was never discussed. It was always. Did you question this? Yeah. You can question anything. You, and and people again they they use Alex as a way to say well we can punish him because we don't like what he said in the past you know he's a, a divisive figure but that's not the point the point is can you say what you want in this country right obviously you can't go harm someone but what is the harm the reason you would sue somebody and get a judgment is that you caused harm what did you do right and that that, that was never ever explained totally agreed. Totally agreed. And and people are <clears throat> overlooking this completely. They don't care. Like even some of my friends that that used to listen to Alex, they were like, well, well, he said that um, yeah. that parents didn't lose their kids. Yeah. You know, that, that that parents never had their kids or whatever, like, that, that it was all a lie. I'm like, oh, OK, so let's say he did say that. A billion dollars. Right. I I. I I just, I'm at a loss. I mean, T Tony explained it very well, but it's just like, good Lord. You know, I mean, just by, and, and we should be able to question the narrative, right? And, and when there are so many suspicious aspects of a story, any story, we should be able to ask questions about it. And we should be able to demand answers from the people that put out the narrative in the first place. They should be able to justify what it is they're saying. And people shouldn't get sued for questioning this. And that's pretty much what's happening to Alex Jones. While he was wrong um, in some ways, I think Alex, and I, I, I've listened to a lot of Alex in my life. I think Alex has stopped saying this for years now. You know, um, he still questions some of, some of the points uh, on Sandy Hook, but he, he, he stopped saying that no one died a long time ago. So I'm like, why, why, what is this? What's going on here? And, and, and people that aren't familiar, they just said, yeah, he said this, so he should be sued. And, 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 and the Sandy Hook parents started crying when they, they got awarded a billion dollars. I would cry freaking two, a billion dollars. You know, I mean, what, what, what are you trying to prove? This is not going to bring anybody's kids back. And, and that is the main thing here is those children. A billion dollars means nothing you know, to the lives of those children, you know? So what, what, what are you trying to prove here? He didn't pick up a gun and kill those kids. He didn't do that. He didn't ask people to go harass them either. He didn't do that. So what are we doing here? Come on, Don, tell me something. Yeah. You know, I've studied Sandy Hook a lot and I'm, I'm not going to back down from questioning it. I've never said definitively that I know what happened or didn't happen. Right. And Alex Jones was never extreme on Sandy Hook. That's why I, I think I agree. No, it's no accident that they took the look at all the, the YouTube videos that used to be out there that right. were much more extreme. And all those people kind of disappeared. Now, one of them is a guy named Brendan Hunt, 
who did who went to Sandy Hook early on before they demolished the crime scene, the school, right. and they had barbed wire fence around it. Uh, he kind of filmed the way he was treated by police and everything. And he he actually got a, an interview with uh, an audio interview with Gene Rosen where he went to his house. So uh, and he's it, it just by coincidence, he happened to be at January 6th. And I last I heard he's still in prison. He's one of the political prisoners. So uh, that's the, those are the kind of people that are in there. They're trying to stop all dissent. I don't think it's any accident because if first of all, nobody should have uh, you know, been tried for something like this. But again, this is a this is opinion. It's, it's a national event, too. And this was an event that was used for political purposes from the very beginning. Those parents participated in gun control talks and things like that right from the get go. Some of those people, uh, one of the mothers that was in court, I think her name is uh, Wheeler, who she does have an acting background. She acted in kids stuff and she was very smooth. She filled in for Barack Obama on his talk show when he had like a radio show. She happened to fill in for him. So these are the kind of questions people ask. Why, why were they? It's just speculation and it's reasonable speculation. And that's why I think they picked Alex Jones for one of two reasons, either because he is co-opted as so many people think he is and he's a disinfo agent or he's and the same thing you say about Trump. Is he just, or is he really that goofy? Is that really his this crazy personality? That would be the other thing. Maybe they, you know, they picked him because they know he's a blowhard and he can't stay on point. He's all over the place and he's going to say something ridiculous. So either way, they picked him for that reason. And instead of going after some of these YouTubers who probably could have defended it a lot better. Now he claimed from the very beginning, I said, I don't understand why he isn't using free speech as his only defense and why he isn't uh, showing the evidence, why he isn't showing. Here's the helicopter footage, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the jury. This, if I had been his lawyer, I would have said, your honor, my client has to put on a defense here. Right. There is reasonable, there is a, a very good reason why he and many other people all across this country speculated about this Sandy Hook narrative. And we're going to present that evidence to you. Now, Maybe they wouldn't have let him because I, I didn't see his first judge he had, but the last two have been so bad that uh, they, they literally said he couldn't, uh, he was guilty already. They were telling the jury he was guilty. Things that, again, you just, if you watch it, how anybody can sit there, because that could be you. That could be me or you in a courtroom like that. Well, you want a judge like that? No. That, you know, every, everything, you're, and, and, you know, the, the Alex's attorneys, you know, weren't, weren't exactly Perry Mason. They were horrible. But I don't know if that was part of, that was part of the plot, too. The right. Dino guy and everybody. But however you look at it, you have to be able to present a defense. He was not allowed to present a defense. And uh, he, whether he was part of it or not, but symbolically, this is this sets a very terrible precedent. Uh, Tony mentioned the Boston bombing. You, I've taught people in the JFK assassination community when I used to argue about Sandy Hook. I'd say, you know, what, what, how much of a difference is it? Let's say Carolyn Kennedy. We know Carolyn Kennedy's not exactly a truth seeker like her brother that they killed was, JFK Jr. What if she decides, you know, I have decades of putting up with this bullshit of you people saying a conspiracy killed my dad. I'm going to start suing you people. This is ridiculous because you're you you have a, you have a, it caused irreparable damage to my fan to our family. Uh, some of them went on drugs because of this. Because we what what's the difference between that or 9-11? Look at the 9-11 families. You've got people, the Jim Fetzers and people out there. Some of those people are claiming that the people didn't really die, that the buildings were empty, that there were no planes, right? There's all kinds of speculation. So how come there haven't been any lawsuits about that? And will they be coming? Well, Fetzer so got hit with one. 
Well, and Fetzer got hit with Sandy Hook, and so did Wolfgang Halbig. But, and again, this is this is this sets such a terrible precedent because these are not crimes. Even if you were if you knew you were wrong, even if you were being malicious, I don't know what the penalty for that should be. I mean, I guess I know there's slander laws, but they weren't exactly like Alex Jones did say. I I didn't even know that he he never mentioned any of these parents by name. He was just kind of he was questioning what you know some of them were were what, what their interviewer Robbie Parker and people like that. Okay, what's going on there? Why are they acting like that? That should be reasonable speculation, right? I mean, it's a, that doesn't mean necessarily we know what's going on, but with everything about that case and it, and, and it applies to many narratives since then, Parkland, the gay nightclub, obviously Boston bombing, the, the Batman shooting, all these things, uh, Gabby Giffords, the same kind, even Ovalde. Look at Ovalde. You think people weren't asking those those questions? I mean, and, and uh so we shouldn't be able to question what. So those parents be able to again taking that at face value. If all those cops really came there and they refused to go in and stop a live shooter that were shooting kids, I mean, notice how that's just gone away. So people, those people are, didn't get hit with a billion dollar lawsuit either, and they didn't. Yeah, they you talk right. about the the police department of Uvalde. Not only that, but and this is a Hispanic group too. I thought we, you know, we were concerned about you know. Uh, a white supremacy or whatever, they took those people and they they sent them to another, they set up a center or something like that. They took them away from the school. They had to wait for eight, nine hours, not knowing if their kids were alive or not. And they 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 made them submit to DNA tests on this Utah. I don't, where's the ACLU on that? Do you hear anybody talking about that? You don't hear another word about it. We have video of those cops there getting watered. And that's why people think it's a charade, because we can't believe that people could actually act like that. We can't believe that police officers could be in the hallway when the shooting is going on right there next to them. Kids are being shot. And they're probably getting a drink of water from a water fountain. And they're just kind of, they don't look, they don't look upset. Nobody's saying, hey, you know, we really, we really probably should go in there and try to stop this. I mean, is that believable? You wonder why people question these narratives because I think we don't want to believe that human beings could do something like that. But however it is, we should be able to question it. All, and all we can do is speculate. Same thing with Sandy Hook. All we should be able to do is speculate. Billy Ray talked about the video. The video wasn't working there that day. The newly installed surveillance system wasn't working. So we couldn't see exactly what was going on. There are lots of questions about where the bullet holes were and how they got in. And then you had the school nurse, you know, giving the interview about the beloved teacher, Adam Lanz's mother, that was a beloved teacher at the school, loved by everybody. Well, it turns out she had no connection to the school. The report said Adam, Adam Lanz's father's body was found. The police claimed they found his body there. So many things. And I'll, I'll have all this because I'm writing about all these things for Hidden History 4 at that point, assuming that, you know, we're all not in FEMA camps by then. But this, this, this is what we. This is the reality we have to face. So if you're cheering for Alex, just because you don't like Alex Jones' personality, okay, that's fine. You think he's a CIA agent? He's a Zionist shill. He never criticizes Israel. Okay, that's true, but he symbolically represents the uh, the conspiracy movement, the so-called conspiracy theorists. He's the king of conspiracy theorists. They have christened him that. He's got the biggest audience. So basically, all of us were on trial there. And now we all have to be careful about we're just we're talking about this video. We know we're going to have to take this down just because we talked about the vaccines because YouTube won't let it. 
So they, they, this is, they've already done it and we've permitted it. And it's because so few people care. They're letting the personalities of Trump and Alex Jones, especially the two that are in the center of this, because they do have personalities that people find obnoxious. They're letting those personalities get in the way. Good. I'm glad he got what's coming to him. Right. You right. You, you can't have it. I mean, I, I, as much as I hate now, Stephen Colbert or somebody like that has gone completely diluted or Rachel right. Maddow or somebody like that. I, I, I would, I wouldn't support if they just said, you know, well, this is what you said about George Bush back in, uh, you know, 2012 or something, I, I you know, and we're going to try you on it because the Bush family's, you know, in, in offended or something. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't, you can't do that. You can't, because th that's, what those guys do and what Alex Jones do, nobody, whether, I don't think there are any real journalists on TV now, whether it's Fox News, CNN, or whether advocates, they're just pushing a particular position. And that's what Alex Jones is doing. He's, he's, and he's obviously part, mostly entertainer. They got the idea that you, it, this, it'd be like suing a stand up comedian because Alex Jones is really the, the best thing he does. He's funny as hell. He's, he, he's a really funny guy. So he's basically doing a stand-up act half the time. So are we going to start taking, uh, if George Carlin was around, could he be tried for, I mean, he said a lot of crazy, a lot of stuff that people would be offended by, right? They're, back when people used to do comedy, are we going to start trying people for their stand-up acts? This is, this is you can't oh, you're right. You can't have free speech, but people are applauding it. And I, I just think it's so sad. And I, I know when, I, when I'm standing up for Alex Jones on social media, usually <laughs> everybody disagrees with me. Even in the conspiracy world, so I say, okay, you know, you get you see if you like what you get here. People are going to disagree because you know, people are are are, you know, they've been brainwashed by you hear one thing, and because you hear somebody say one thing, they must automatically subscribe to the other side. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and, and that's just not true. You need to evolve in your thinking when you think something like that, just because sometimes things are right and you want to express them just because you're defending an Alex Jones doesn't mean you subscribe to an Alex Jones. But but what's right is right here. And this is ridiculous. And, and, and Don was talking about so many different aspects of what can be affected here. It's social. When do we start suing Instagram? When do we start suing a uh, uh, Facebook for a billion a billion dollars? Because they read something, somebody read something, and they figured that their life wasn't as as valuable or as exciting as someone else, and they killed themselves. Well, now Facebook is liable because they, mm -hmm. they put this out, you know, or 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 Instagram is liable, you know, Twitter. So let's sue them. This is what's going to happen at some. They're, they're they're paving the way for this with this Alex Jones. Uh, uh, debacle, like spectacle that they're, they're 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 pulling off here. This is really ridiculous, um, and and we need to we need to see that. We need to acknowledge that. And regardless of what we like, or regardless of what we subscribe to, we we need to try to have some moral integrity and keep the moral high ground. And what's right is right, regardless of what you think. You know, we, we try to do that here on America Unplugged. Anyway, Tona, we out of here. We got to get out of here. I got to open up the shop, but I, I would love to continue. We'll do a two hour show soon. And I wanted to say all the people on the chat and Tom Cooper, you know, he's always uh, promoting me running in 2020. Yes, he is. He's I campaign manager. Yeah. Tom Cooper all over Rockfin and social media is, is, is our, but I, I have to, if I'm going to run Tom, 
I'm going to run with the ghost of Sam Houston. So it's Arterburn Houston 2024. <laughs> so we'll, I'll have a shirt made for you, Tom. We'll get it done. And if you, if you I want one too. Okay. I get Arterburn Houston 2024. I, I'd love that. Like I, I want one of those, those, uh, those shirts. Everybody in the chat, what's going on? Uh, we're not going to get to shout you out by name just because uh, time is, is, is fleeting. But we appreciate all of you. Thank you for being here. We, we, we had a strong chat. We had a strong uh, viewing audience. Thank you. We appreciate it. Lots we of people on Facebook. Lots of people over on Facebook too. Lots What's of up, people. Facebook? How you doing? We're gonna sue you guys for a billion dollars. It's coming. <laughs> Tony Arterburn, tell them. Tell and, them. And YouTube. Can, yeah. And YouTube. What's up, everybody? YouTube. Everywhere, everywhere, all the platforms yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Every, everywhere you guys are. Thank you so much. Bro. You, you can find me at Arterburn.news. I'll be hosting the David Knight Show a little Ooh. bit more next week. I'm sure these two gentlemen will be there um, at least in one or two episodes. Um, and of course, uh, the main sponsor of this program is Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. But we have a program now called Wolfpack Monthly Membership. You guys need to check that out. Wolfpack.gold. And if you put in the promo code America Unplugged, I have a special gift that I'll put in there. Just make sure you put wow. America Unplugged in the promo code. And that's going to help this show and uh, these two gentlemen here, which I need to I need to get you guys some payments for advertising. We haven't done that in a while because we haven't promoted too much stuff. So we'll get that done. Stop, Mr. Tony Arterburn. But 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 I want you to give them give them the catchphrase. We can't we can't go out without the catch. Yeah. In a world of bulls and bears, be the wolf. Be the wolf. <laughs> I love it. I love that's it. I love it so much. All right. Don Jeffries, tell the people what's up. Come on. DonaldJeffries.media is my website. You can find everything else about me there. Substack, DonaldJeffries.substack.com. I'm back uh, on Twitter trying to do a Twitter spaces today at 3 p.m. Eastern. So if you follow me at Don Jeffries, I'm I calling it the uh, trifecta of tyranny. We're going to talk about the three aspects of tyranny. I think the, the trifecta of tyranny. So hopefully if you're there, I know some of the people here will probably be listening. Uh, give it a chance because it is a free speech platform. They've been kind of blocking uh, my notifications about that so hopefully we'll see hopefully I get a, a good crowd again but uh it's so uh, we got to take advantage of every, whatever free spoons free speech platforms are out there still mr gardner goldsmith is in the chat what's up gardner goldsmith how are you Gard yeah he was he was on david knight killing it as usual uh uh somebody's asking about freeworld.fm we got some stuff coming up we're gonna let you know about that really really soon it's happening and uh, stephanie green was telling people to behave I hope she was telling us to behave. Cool. <laughs> behave, America Unplugged. Bad Americans. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. What is going on? I hope everybody's doing well, man. Have an excellent weekend. We are getting up out of here. You know where you can find me. The Infinite Fringe at uh, um, Apple Podcast and the infinitefringe.podbean.com. We got a lot of stuff coming up for you. So go do that. We're getting up out of here, Tony. Play us out. You Don't burn it. the place down while we're gone. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.